Hi, I'm Katie Lee Bennett. I'm an in-home hairstylist. Just a few years ago, I was struggling with the work-mom balance of life. Zeroing my bank account at the end of each month, struggling with the kids' schedule and my work schedule, and never seeming to have enough time to get it all done. Then I did something I swore I would never do. I brought my chair home. Who would have thought that opening my salon in my basement would be such a huge blessing to not only myself, but my family. Now I am financially free, have a very flexible schedule, and am able to do so much more with and for my family. Now I'm here to help others gain confidence to bring their chair home and create the successful life they have been looking for. Working from home may not be for every stylist, but for me, it has been everything. Thanks for joining me. Hey guys, welcome back. So today I actually wanted to do a follow-up to one of my previous episodes. I believe it's called Recession Proofing Your Business, and I'll link it in the show notes before if you didn't see or, I mean, hear that um, recording. So basically I want to follow up about some of the things that I implemented from that uh, podcast and the results that I've gotten because they've been positive. So I want, if you listen to it, I want you to really think about some of the um, thoughts that I had and challenge you to implement not the same things, but um, the thought process that was involved into your own business because like I said, they've been very positive. So with that being said, today we're going to talk about, again, recession-proofing our business and even our lives a little bit going forward, moving into fall. I feel like I'm thinking about winter already. It's mid-August right now, but I'm thinking about what happened last fall and what happened last winter with food shortages and just trying to become more prepared um, so that even if it doesn't happen, like there's no loss, right? So with business, let's talk about that first. So one of the things that I talked about that I implemented or I was going to implement was adding in a dry cut. So for myself, and you can apply this to whatever services that you have, a dry cut and a face framing highlight. So I didn't have a face framing highlight. All I had was a partial. I did face framing highlights. I mean, that's not like, but I, I created a new, a new uh, part of my service menu it's called face framing highlights. And then also a dry cut. So I cut down the timing that it would take me, right? Because with a dry cut, I'm not shampooing. I didn't have that on my service uh, menu before. Dry cut would be shorter timing. So I needed to price it accordingly as well. So for me, this is just an example. Again, apply it to your business accordingly. But for me, I didn't need, uh, I, I did a haircut in a half an hour was my time allotted for that. So I needed the dry cut to be a shorter amount of time but making the same amount of money, if not a little bit more, because we're also realizing that this might turn a client that was a full on cut into a shorter, smaller service. So we don't want to start losing out on money, right? Like that's not the purpose. We just want our clients to feel like they can still come to us, even if they can't afford it. It may entice some new clients to come back to us. Maybe that left because they're trying to cut down on their prices. Um, and that's just, that's exactly what happened. So I had two clients that, one client that came back and one client that decided that she would get her hair cut, which she probably hadn't planned on doing it, uh, if that makes sense. So, and then I was talking to her about kind of that I had implemented that and she, well, she brought it up. 
and she used the word brilliant, which just flattered me. Um, but it made me really feel good about it. Like I have people booking the dry cut. I have people booking the face framing highlights. And these are people that may not have booked as soon as they did because they were either saving up and they didn't want to spend a big chunk of money as soon as they did end up booking or they weren't going to book at all. Like, I'm not really sure. It's hard to say. Right. Um, so that was a huge, good response to adding in those services. Like I said, apply them to your own service mon- menu. It depends on what yours looks like. Um, I do offer coaching little, uh, little plug in, I guess I do offer coaching now. So if you don't know what that would look like in your business, I'm happy to take a look at it. You can go check out my website and we could get on a call together and kind of talk through it. Um, another thing that I implemented or I just talked about was really being in communication with your clients. So I sent out a newsletter and the title, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it basically said something about newness and urgency just gave them like a, they should look at this. And literally a couple of my clients that maybe might not have, they told me they looked at it cause they saw the title. So that was a good thing. I didn't like, it wasn't like a fake urgency. It was just like new things at the back road beauty shop, you know? So they wanted to check it out. So that was good. So that made them then book because I always have a booking button right on there. I get like a decent amount of bookings right after I send out a newsletter because it makes them remember, oh, I need a haircut or, oh, I should book a back to school haircut or whatever that looks like. Right. So staying in communication with our clients is huge. And then the other thing that I implemented, which I haven't decided which class I'm going to do first, but basically doing a class that teaches them something. So it teaches my clients and it doesn't actually even have to be your clients, but teaches an audience something. So I'm calling them girls night out, girls nights out, girl, night, girls night out. And I'm hoping to do one like every six weeks ish. And I have to look at my calendar, but I got positive response about that. Um, I thought about some of the subjects you could do or I could do. And what I'm going to do is an all about your eyes because talk about how to apply makeup to your eyes, what colors look best for a certain eyeball colors. And then um, another one that I thought of was with back to school is doing your daughter's hair, you know, some quick, cute hairstyles. So basically I put out an email, they sign up for it, they pay, you know, whatever that amount you want. And then they come to the salon that evening, day, whatever that looks like for you. And they basically get a class on what you're talking about. So I had some women that loved the idea of that because it got them out of the house, girls night out. And it's just like a good time together too. It builds camaraderie. It gives you an additional little bit of income. You could do this online, um, like a Zoom call or something like that. So kind of expanding your ideas. Now, moving on to a little bit more of the personal things to get ready for the fall, the winter, anything that's coming up, a recession, things like that, um, is just thinking about what happened in the past and then applying it to maybe what you could do better for the future, right? So some of the things that I've really been trying to do is just cutting down my spending on extras. Like no one wants to do that, but I have like a list of things that I want to get um, for the future, just in case something was to happen. Even if like, goodness, remember Texas had that huge snowstorm last winter and they were out of power for like seven days and it was cold. So you have to think about stuff like that, not just like the economy, not just um, what the government's doing, 
Think about like natural disasters, thing like things like that. It has happened where we have um, lost power power for like a day or two. Um, I think we lost it for five days at one point, but we had a generator. So again, think about saving up for a generator. Um, but cutting down those extras and maybe putting it towards uh, emergency food stock. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple other things. Diapers, if you have little ones. Uh, blankets, if you don't usually have extra blankets. Things like that. I mean, there's plenty of like YouTube followers or Instagram people that you can follow just to give you great ideas. Batteries, candles. Those are just a couple ideas. So stocking up, but first of all, cutting down on the extras and stocking up on the things you're going to need or, or possibly need. Hopefully we never have to use them, right? But make sure you keep a log, especially if it's food so nothing goes bad, okay? Um, interesting fact. I was reading or listening to a woman that was talking about food storage. If you have any dry goods, like I never thought of this, but she told me to, or told me, told her audience to freeze her dry good, the dry goods for a week. And that way it killed any, like anything living in it, which sounds disgusting. I know, but like, let's be honest, like bugs just end up in things that even when we don't want them to. And she had a lot of some food go bad when she went to go use it. And if you just freeze it for like a week and then put it in your food pantry, um, such things like flour, rice, pastas. I mean, that's stuff I just didn't really think of, but it would stink to spend money on it and then to go bad, right? And the last thing I just want to talk about is future planning. So again, just think about like have a couple months of rent in the bank if you uh, booth rent. Um, I, w I have a salon in my home, so I have plans of what will happen. God forbid they shut down the economy again or anything like that. I mean, I'd like to think that they wouldn't do that, but you never know. So I have plans for that, how I'll go about that. So think about that. Um, what you're going to do with your family in the future if things happen. Like, do you have a sitter that you would um, call on? Or, and that can be even like sick days, things coming up of like, I think right now the CDC is saying like, if you have COVID, it's honestly up to you what you do. But they change that. So like if you need you need 10 days away from people or whatever that looks like for you, or, or if you get so sick that you need a lot of time off, like think about some plans and you don't have to be like super, super organized, but just start thinking about those things because the more prepared that we are in these cases of emergencies or cases of recession, um, the, the better we'll be off, right? Like again, hopefully none of this happens, but, um, one of the big things that I've been thinking about is like how to get rid of our mortgage. So yeah, that sounds great. Right. But how to, um, not have a mortgage. So, uh, we've thought of some creative solutions. We've been paying down our mortgage. Uh, that's one of the only bills that we have. I mean, besides like the re reoccurring monthly bills, but um, I'm really proud to say that because it took a lot of time. But if you can get to that point, it just takes a huge weight off your shoulders. But that's our next thing kind of we've been thinking about of how to get rid of our mortgage or not have a mortgage. So again, future planning, super important. Um, it helps prepare you for a recession. It helps prepare you just for living a little more freely as you as the future comes. So that is my kind of follow up to the recession podcast that I did last time, kind of like a part two. But my challenge to you is to think about your future planning, thinking, think about what you'd implement, which is kind of what I said in the first podcast, but then also personally, what would you do differently or what should you start to think about as we move into the colder seasons as we just move on with life. So I'll talk to you guys all later and thanks for listening and talk to you later. Bye.